any anything interesting to say. All right, so that's that's how we started. <laughs> so just just kind of like a disclaimer. For I got nothing to talk nothing about. Interesting to say. On the second installment of Community Meeting with Adrian, I interview one of my very best friends. We initially met in high school. We formed a really good brotherhood with a bunch of other guys from high school. We all formed a rap group. So we'll kind of bring up those folks' names a lot, and that'll be that connection. We also get into talking about R&B music and how we got into music. We talk about when we ran cross country in high school and, you know, all kinds of other random stuff. I think this will be a very enjoyable episode. I do want that. Uh, this is not yeah, gonna. Yeah, be, yeah. I don't have anything interesting to say. I stand by that claim. <laughs> All right. Well, and he ain't got nothing interesting to say, and I don't know what I'm doing. So this is gonna be dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So all right. This is the second episode of Community Meeting with Adrian. Love it. Again, I don't know what I'm doing, but I got my boy Ronald Pikes here with me. And he just a full name. No, just Ronald kidding. Pikes, yeah, they, so they can find you and be like, who's this saying this dumbass shit? <laughs> that's probably going to be most of this conversation because it is like almost one and brother yeah. is tired. Yeah, we just, we so we had Ronald's... Uh, Parents' basement. <laughs> basement. Man, we spent so much time down here, like the whole crew. Yeah. I remember one time, Tyrone and Ryan, they was outside for whatever reason throwing rocks. And the dude, I think he either started shooting in the air or something. Tyrone and Ryan, I remember that. I'm like, y'all niggas is dumb, man. What are y'all doing? All right, let's, hold on. We got to, <laughs> I got to direct this a little more. Because they're like, who is Tyrone and them? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's all right, then the homies. So, um, wait, so let's get into how we met, though. Okay. Because um, I remember how we met. Do you remember? Like, like when we first met. I don't know. I think I know I know it was freshman year, and I'm assuming it was in Ms. Purdue class, but it might not be because you're looking at me like yeah, I'm. Yeah, you don't remember. All right. <laughs> no, so we had a uh, homeroom. Oh, we did have Miss yeah. McFadden. Yeah, I don't even. I don't remember. That was that her name. name. I don't remember Miss McFadden. You right? We did. Cause yeah, cause I remember the first. I, I th- I'm, I, right. I'm assuming it's the first day. Cause I was sitting in the back. I forgot about and home. I'm chilling. Room. And then yeah, and then you came in the classroom, and I'm like, Man, I hope this dude don't sit next to me. <laughs> <laughs> cause your ass. You was like chewing gum, like weird or something. I, I don't know. I feel like probably you was being, being mad aggressive with the gum, um, and I'm like, Yo, probably. Man, I hope this dude don't come sit next to me. And, and you did. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did we talk? I don't think we we probably didn't talk. Probably Cause not. Cause knowing me, that first day I probably like, didn't say shit to nobody. I was just like, y'all, I gotta scope the scene. I and you gotta, had came in from Northwestern, so yeah, you probably didn't I ain't know, know a lot of people. At yeah, Central, really. Like, there's a few people who came over from like northwestern but you, what was my man named uh robert little i think his yeah, name yeah, robert little. He no, that's, that's cool. yeah yeah robert little yeah i like robert little a lot like yeah and i know him for a long time like we went to elementary together too and middle school okay so. 
Let me stop throwing you off here. What you? Oh no, to no, do. you cool, you cool, you cool. <laughs> but yeah, fucking, we uh, yeah, met at Flint Central. Flint Central. What was um, what's your experience with like Flint Central? Like, how do you? I don't know. What did you take from it? Good and bad. Um, man, you, you know, I mean, I think this is kind of like a typical answer, but I think the um, best part of it for me was like the. Um, the relationships with like you know the crew mm -hmm. and then i would say that and track i think those yeah. were the, the 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 two best like those are the two things that immediately come to my mind when i start thinking about like all that time at flint central um like beating y'all and it wasn't even like i think I was always cool with you, like, after whenever we started talking. Like, I don't think there was ever, like, a gap where we weren't cool or nothing like that. But it was just interesting how, like, all these pieces came together. Like, for instance, me and uh, me and Tyrone, like, I didn't necessarily dislike Tyrone, but we didn't click no, immediately. fuck Tyrone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he too damn big. He don't know Fucking his own strength. Man, yeah. But that that's, like... The way that whole thing kind of panned out was like interesting. Like me, you, and Joe was in the same class, mm -hmm. but then like sophomore year, I didn't really talk to Joe. I don't think because I didn't really have him in the class. I would see him in the hallway, and Joe would tell this story. Like I caught, I caught Joe like Robert or something. Like what's up, Robert? <laughs> so confident though. Like what's up, Robert? And like no, thinking about his last name basically yeah. probably. And That's so hilarious. you know. <laughs> Man, he he tell that story like that's exactly what happened though. But then, like, um, so but like me and you was always tight. Then I met Keith. I didn't like Keith at first. I was like, man, Keith gonna be he he like uh he's gonna be a nigga. Like I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna like him. And then then we started running track. He ran track and everybody like I got cool with him because of that like real tight with Keith because of that and then me and Tyrone spent like a full night at one of the track lock-ins talking uh -huh. and then me and Tyrone was super tight, tight. <laughs> and it's just like and then Kyle came in like I didn't meet Kyle till I was a senior because I wasn't in the um what is that the magnet program or magnet the, program, um, yeah the, we was going to Northern. And, and yeah, I wasn't in none of that. Taking, yeah, you ain't take the advanced classes. No, I wasn't taking none of, the, <laughs> none of the advanced classes. And then Joe, being Joe, he was talking crazy to me. And I was like, man, it, it's about you. he was reading something like Hamlet or something. He like, uh, I'm like, what you reading? He like, oh, don't worry about it. You wouldn't understand it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, fuck out of here, Joe. What you mean I won't understand? I got wait. Nah, I ain't that damn obtuse. I ain't stupid. And and then, like, that kind of sparked me getting into that program. And then that's how I met Kyle. And then, like, Muhammad. I don't even remember when I met him. Like, it's just like he just popped up. And then Muhammad met, did just pop up. Because I think. Uh, he came from Northwestern, too. He came too, from like, Northwestern, yeah. And, like, I think in, like, 10th or 11th grade. Something like I, that. It was I had later, to be it was later in the year. Because I don't. I don't remember seeing him at all, like, sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So it had to be at the earliest, 11th. And then, like, with Ryan and Keith being connected, and then Ryan came in, it's just, and then going to the crib, and, yeah. So back to the initial question, though, but that, those are the two biggest things for me, man. It's just that that track, and then my relationship with y'all, and then my relationship with other people as well, Um 
but those are the the two biggest things and it was just an interesting experience I me mean, you i mean you know the fucking oh, hallways man. all that shit was going on motherfuckers be in there fighting and it was just it was cool though remember i gotta tell this story <laughs> and you probably know which one i'm gonna tell about uh the oh, dude no. who was trying to extort you for like five dollars <laughs> from this is when we was freshmen right when we was in that uh gym class yeah and that dude was God trying damn. to bully you i'm yeah, like i remember that shit all right yeah so yeah <laughs> let me get into that um i was actually was hoping this came up <laughs> Cause yeah, so it was yeah, it was freshman year. Yeah, and yeah, I think this dude was a, a senior, something like that, something like that, some upperclassman. Um, so yeah, we was in gym class. We had gym class together. Yeah, and it was me and like maybe four other freshmen, maybe five. I don't know. And then there was this senior dude, and then one other dude. And they was like, "Yo, I bet you, if y'all beat us in basketball, all five of y'all against us too." Then we'll give each of y'all five dollars, but if y'all don't beat yeah. us, y'all ain't got to give us no money. And then he said, "Psych under his breath." <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I ain't gonna give. We weren't in pay the same gym like, class then, though. No, what we? We weren't in the huh? same class I then. Now, I, don't I don't think we were because I didn't even play the game. If we were, I wasn't playing with y'all. But yeah. go ahead. But but yeah. So so that was the situation. So. <laughs> Of those two dudes beat all five of us, and then it was like, "Yo, y'all got to give us five dollars." And I was like, "We was like, no, what? Y'all said we ain't got to da da da." da. He was like, "No, I said psych." <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, I don't know. He started. He started hassling all of us for this five dollars, and my ass, like, I was always broke anyway. For one, I was always broke. <laughs> And then for two, I was like, I ain't giving this motherfucker five dollars. I'm like, I'll let, I'll take my ass whooping before I get this dude five dollars. Because if I give him five dollars today, <laughs> this motherfucker gonna come back for another five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'd, I'd rather just get my ass whooped. <laughs> da da da. So yeah, this motherfucker for a while was just like checking me in the hallway yeah. where my five dollars. Da da da. And I'm just like scared and shit. Like I ain't gonna. You know what I mean? Motherfucker patting my pockets down and all that shit. And also, I just never worried because I probably didn't have $5 anyway. Right, so go ahead, check my pockets. Ain't get nigga. no $5 from me. I ain't got it in there. Yeah. But yeah, I, but no, I remember we one in the specific stairwell. time. Yeah, we were yep. in the stairwell. I think he, it was that first stairwell. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he was coming at me and fucking patting me down. He was like, I don't know what you said, but I know you came up like, yo, like I just I remember from that day like oh this nigga got my back like you came up, you know yeah I only think I said nothing crazy I I I was like uh, I think I asked you what was going on or something you was like man he trying to take five dollars from me or something I was like hey, this nigga that's all yeah, yeah you said something like don't like man don't don't be like, like that nigga Patrick do, do, yeah. do, 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 something like that and I was just like well I'm letting him have to do it because I ain't got no fucking like, <laughs> like. Yeah, now that that was a uh, that was a funny funny moment. I, that was that's something. Because I ain't but, no tough guy. I mean, yeah, I ain't, but yeah, because I'm like I'm like this motherfucker smaller than me, but I'm like small yo, as hell. That's my dude. That's my dude. <laughs> but I'm like man, these niggas man. That's the one thing though. Like I ain't tough, but it's just a it's a a line for me. It's like I I feel like for any man, right? Like at some point you just be like. 
that's a line you can't cross. Like, I ain't got to be a tough guy to, to, like, stand up for myself or somebody else, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, you're doing too much. I mean, bro, you need to chill the fuck out. Like, So, yeah, Flint Central, a lot of a lot of doing too much up in there. Yeah. I remember one time, and this is where it gets, before track practice, like, you always had to go take a shit. Like, it just, it just, like, <laughs> it's just a, a ritual. Yeah, yeah it's just you gotta get damn near part of practice itself, right? So I remember one time, and you can't shit at school, especially like that type of people who talk about you, that type of thing. But I remember one time, because typically we use the bathroom on those second, the second floor, and this is indoor. So in the second floor in those bathrooms on this backside. But for whatever reason, it was locked or something. So I had to use the bathroom on the first, the first floor, like, when you coming in, you had to pass the uh, middle detectors. You know, it's the bathroom like to your left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody yeah, uses them joints. Yeah. Them shirts, them shits was so fucking nasty. But I had the shit so bad, <laughs> and it's like only one person would go in at a time or something like that. I'm in there tearing that fucking bathroom up. People outside laughing. I'm like, man, I don't even get no fuck because I got a shit. And I think I was like a senior by then anyway. I'm like, I came out there was laughing. I laughed with him. I'm like, like shit, whatever. Man, I gotta I do what fuck I gotta shit, do. Shit, man, fuck this. Be sitting here holding this shit in because people gonna laugh at me and I'm like, fuck that. But yeah. what was that? What was that sign that they had in the uh, locker room? Which one? In the track. Like it was up on a uh, shit. I don't know. It says it, it. It always says it says something like your true character is who you are when no one's when looking. Nobody's, or, yeah. when, or some okay. shit like yeah. that. Whatever that saying is, but I always yeah. remember that because you because there'd be times when you just be in there and be like, oh, because like, <laughs> I was definitely about to do some dumb some, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know the other one of the other things that. Um, this I don't, was y'all running? I think it was. This this had to be. This was probably senior year. I believe it was senior year, my senior year. I'm not entirely sure though. But anyway, um, <laughs> Mr. Moyer, you know we ran like the cross country team. I'm pretty sure this was the senior year, but Mr. Moyer used to get so mad. No, this had to be sophomore year. I don't think y'all my junior year. But Keith was in the um, we in the locker room. You know that hallway part where it's like um, when you come in that door and you can turn the corner. And it's like those different cages, like mm-hmm. so that long like little walkway. It's not that long, but it's a trash can at the end of it. And Keith was standing by the wall, like way on this side, and, like rolling this. Um, like he was uh, winding his arm up. He had an apple in a paper bag, and he was gonna throw it down the hallway <laughs> and make it go in the trash can. And um, it it shot out the bag though, and it like smashed up against the wall because the apple was just too heavy, and so it busted through the brown paper bag and smacked on the wall. And Mr. Moore happened to just be like walking in and saw it. And it's the funniest thing. He just put his head down and shook his head. Like, he was just so fed just up. Just done. He man, like, damn. We went. you, motherfucker. Listen, <laughs> dude, that's exactly how he went. He was like, I'm tired of this shit. But we went to, this This is why I think it was my junior year. Because I think it was just me, Keith, and, and B at this time. Um, uh, but... We was at, uh, I think it was a Carmen meet or something, and we were stealing people water because we didn't have none. 
<laughs> and Mr. Mori was like, he was like, he he literally, he, Mr. Mori always smiles. No matter what he's talking about, he has smile. He shook his head, smiling the whole time. He's like, man, I'm not going to be able to take y'all nowhere. I'm not going to keep taking y'all nowhere if y'all going to do this Flint ghetto stuff. <laughs> I, said, I said, you know what? That, I mean, that was that's fair because we was Very definitely fair. stealing motherfuckers' water. Like, me, Keith, and B, stealing water. Man, the track shit. No, that was that was very good. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't know. That was a great experience, especially running cross country. Like I remember. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said it, but it probably was Joe, or I don't know who it was, but somebody told me like they didn't think I could do cross country. Like they was like, "You wouldn't make it." Da da da. And I was like, "No, I'm about to do that shit then." Uh, and that's how I started running cross country because I was not right? a cross country runner mm, at no. all. Like I, I did <laughs> shot put. You got me into shot put. I think. Did I think I? you. Yeah, I think you suggested. Like you should come. That, that I was like that I go do shot so put because you, you, you come sophomore year. Yeah, because I didn't do a freshman year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think because you was already in track and shit. Yeah. You was like you should choose to do this, through. and I was like I didn't even know what the fuck it was. <laughs> I had no idea what shot put was. Um. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, I'll come do shot put. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking did shot put because you suggested it. And and I was horrible at it. Hey, <laughs> man, we have fun, though. Hey, so much fun. Hey, we had the most fun because you motherfuckers would have to run and do work. And we was over there just fucking around. Shit. Like, y'all ain't even had no coach, did y'all? For a little for a bit, y'all had... Um, yeah, what's yeah we name? had somebody when I first started. I can't yeah, remember I can't remember his name either. But old ass he, white dude. Yep, yep. Old, that's all I remember. He was old as hell. And then he stopped, and y'all just be over there. Oh, they're just clowning, playing. I'm like, man, we over y'all here, over there dying, like busting our asses, <laughs> and these niggas over there playing and shit. I'm like, bro, just joking, cracking nonsense. up. And Carlos ain't even saying nothing. I'm like, Carlos, I feel like, serious? I feel like there's a couple of times he'll he pop up see. on us and, <laughs> and go off on us. And then make us work for real. Probably make us run some laps, but it wasn't. It wasn't often. Nah, he, it wasn't often. Nah, was, yeah. y'all, y'all kept his attention, which was great. Yeah, man, I'm like, no, you don't see them over there playing. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like, yeah, that was uh, the no, the the thing that I was the one of the things that I was the happiest about too. Mr. Moria said the same thing too. He, and it was so honest. It was senior year. This was me, you, Joe, Keith, B, Aubrey ran a little bit towards mm-hmm. the end. Like it was all of us and, and other people. I'm forgetting. Gustavo was running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Cam's like, mom, uh, Mariana. Yeah, was Mariana running. was like, running. It, it, that was Gustavo was hilarious. Oh be out there Gustavo. running with the girls. So, yeah, so <laughs> Gustavo was a foreign exchange student from uh, Mexico. Yeah, and he. He didn't give a fuck. He, Not he, at like, all. He, he, um, and Mr. Moore didn't even try to stop him from running with the girl. He just be like, he was like, yeah, right. he's like, just that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling though. Just, yeah, he did. He running. just did not care. Like, was he, out there. Yeah, I don't even know why he showed up. Honestly, because he, he just wanted to do a sport, probably. Yeah, because he was just like, mm. I'm not gonna like try. Yeah, like. No, he ran so <laughs> slow. <laughs> like, he could he could have done way better, way like better he, than he, that. Yeah, he could he could have did some shit, but he was just like, eh. But I don't know if you remember this. It was at the end of the season. Mr. Moore was talking <laughs> talking about us, and he was like, you know, he said, "You guys are certainly not the best team I've ever coached." <laughs> 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 Which in my mind, I'm like, you know that. 
none of these things let me let me let me say this if you have to know mr moyer to not find none of these things are offensive <laughs> not like not even a little bit like these the honest to god truth like about him saying the flint ghetto stuff honest to god we should not have been out there stealing nah. people's water just get uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> that just is what it is but like when he said that because i was the second best runner and that's not like i was terrible b was the only one who was decent mm-hmm. and then it was me and i'm coming in like a minute and a half after b and so but he like you know you guys are certainly the best team i've ever coached but i can say honestly this is the most fun i've ever had <laughs> coaching any group of kids i'm like you can't really beat that yeah, we no, sucked we, yeah i mean ain't no way around it but we but did have we're fun a good group. We're yeah, a good we, group we did have a good ass time it was enjoyable and so yeah it's you know i could talk about some of that stuff all day and yeah. just you know no that's cool no i feel the, the same way loves. about uh central though about like what i took away from it like i don't know i think we formed a very unique brotherhood that's I not agree. i don't think it's very common for people to I form that agree. in high yep. school like um all these people we keep bringing up that you don't know who the fuck they are yeah. they are all um just a bunch of dudes that are got super close in high school yeah. and um we still like got our text group every day yeah. we got our group chat stuff we every once in a while we all go meet up at a wedding or at a yeah. something or whatever and yeah um it's just gonna be a lifetime thing yeah you know what i mean absolutely and, um yeah we spent a lot of our time uh freestyling together that's what we skip school to do we would skip school yeah go to my house or ryan's house or keith's house and a little tiny desk mic oh my god the horrible quality horrible quality horrible quality do you remember so and we put out different volumes of like records and sold them where we go to volume four we went up to volume four was a double disc So I'm actually gonna share some of these, some of my verses from this. I'm not gonna put other people on blast, but if you don't want to hear some really reckless, youthful, disrespectful rap, I will skip ahead like 45 seconds or so. You've been warned. Hit you with the shotgun cause you a hoe Then I pullin' out the Mac Millie Slappin' bitches fuckin' silly Then I'm out in chili Eatin' chili with Billy <laughs> With Billy yeah, When we kill him <laughs> My penis is hotter than the enchilada Girl fuckin' with you Now I gotta take a shower Add a little bit of swine to the lime up in the bathroom, eating cashews. And then I came through, got some new shoes. But they wasn't new, they was old, got the blue. Got blue and a little bit of white. Got doo with a little bit of Sprite. Mix that up, drink it up, taste it up. It was good. It's like, like doo-doo and Sprite. It's good. It's good, baby. <laughs> doo-doo, baby. This hood, baby. Hey, this the hood shit. The hood mix. We got little, little dicks. The little dicks. No, and then Adrian was out here babying niggas like he was selling the CDs. Ain't nobody seen no money. What you talking about? I'm like, I'm still waiting on my money. I don't even know how much we made. 
Nah, nah, I think you just sucked the loop because everybody was selling them motherfuckers. I ain't selling nothing. I probably wouldn't know, but I I was only on like the first volume and I think the fourth one because then I was like, I was like, I wouldn't, I was like. I was around, I think, but I just wasn't rapping. Like yeah, I think I would come. Hanging out. Just Every once in a while, we get a verse from. Yeah, him. Like, he just, but it was he just rare. Cut. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no. So I think Keith came up with the rule. So, the, so the very first volume, it was mainly just me and Joe. We just we figured out how to yeah record um ourselves on this program I had on my computer, and we was like super geeked about. It. It was like, yo, we about to we rap about on to rap. all that shit. Uh, <laughs> And then they started coming uh, in. So that first volume we sold at school, like together we bought like yeah. a fifty thing in. We just first day <laughs> we was like, that shit. I think it was, I think we was just sold it for like two dollars for each one. We was like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, but then I think when Keith and them got involved, Keith came up with the idea like, you just get the money from however many you can sell. Uh, but everybody was, was selling them. Yeah, I'm the only person that didn't know. But but that was a rule in Keith's favorite because he's popular. Like he, oh yeah, he, I'm yeah, sure he's he's he sl- he probably slanging them boys. No, that shit was funny though. No, yeah, I that, thought y'all was just out here selling CDs, pocketing the money. I wasn't mad, obviously. I thought it was funny. We like, but <laughs> we about to get, make that dough, so we gotta man. gotta come up. Yeah, no, so, yeah, we just another great experience, man. And 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 like just on a. I guess more serious in terms of, um, but just like even when everybody would be like going through different things, being able to go to different people's houses, like I would be able to go to Keith's house and, you know, his parents was cool about it and, you know, just, you know, like having a group of people that you could, you know, go to their crib and hang out there and just like get away, get out the house and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of sort that thing out figure it out and you need that mm-hmm. and i i think i, I can you know, i can't even imagine like not having that like i remember like when we kind of talked about this not too long ago but like the one time i came to your crib and it, like i think i hid from your mom while she was looking <laughs> and then i like we, she left i came out and I, I think i stayed there either all day or something happened but yeah, you know, just having people who don't mind you in their house. Yeah, just being it's like, like, hey, you know, you're need, safe here. Yeah, like, you're good. If whatever you need, you got it. And yep. You can, mm-hmm. you know, until you figure out what's going on, you know what I mean? Yep. And that's how yeah. it is to this day. Like, if you was in Flint and you needed somewhere to stay, my parents would be like, I don't know, he can come stay here. Like, it's nothing. I'm about to stay here tonight. Yeah, exactly. We're about to, right. <laughs> yeah, can. We're about to uh, post up. Right. You know As I mean? we talk about it, yeah. yeah that's, so that's, I mean, that's what it always has been yep. here. Like, no, nah, man, this it. this real shit. Yep. Always appreciate it. Y'all always cooking when I, you know, what I'm saying always some food. Yeah. Always, it's just safe space, man. Absolutely, man. And so, you know, that's how I met Adrian. I forgot about the homeroom thing, but yep, all those like central moments man hell yeah talk about that all day but let you no let's uh let's get into this freestyle shit oh you... so yeah so how yeah. many times i got a freestyle just once as many or... as i uh, feel like oh as many as you feel like yeah you know, damn, no i, I think, think at least ready. once uh i don't know I'm all maybe good. twice if, if, if we'll we, see if how it go fire, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which is you know yeah, we'll see happen. how that goes <laughs> i'm a little sleepy so i'm gonna let my you know mind go and do his thing
This is a random beat I made. Uh, uh, this is you gonna go first? Uh, sure. Or you wanna go first? Um, let me go first. I ain't trying <laughs> to follow right, you right. up. Can you turn the beat up a little bit? Okay. Okay. Oh, you turned it down, didn't you? Yeah, that's hot. Oh yeah, just turn it up a little more. Maybe I'll turn my microphone up. How long is the loop for? It's pretty long, but you can just uh, I'll just cut it off when you okay. cut it off. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yo, yo, uh, yo, this is me. I freestyle so easily. Kicking on this beat, can't nobody see me. It got a little swing to it. What I do, I spit, my spit. That's the fluid, I'm the truth in the booth Can't nobody do it as I do it Ain't nobody fucking with me That's the truest thing I've ever said Or let out my mouth I went to school in the south I do my thing I'm the best that you've ever seen Black, long, beard, all that's weird I don't care, I'm still here Doing my thing, smiling Cause that's what I love to do the beats kind of weird yeah that's true Yo, yeah must the be beats a... kind of weird but <laughs> a right's here sorry i jumped in had to get that clear Ooh. hold up you uh. know it's nothing that i fear Beer. hit him with the spear right in the ear oh. hold up <laughs> hop up in the leer jet out the back go see the vet because i'm an animal cannibal hold up you ain't handling it right so i'm about to hop up on the mic do it right yep that's the last name hold up oh spit the flame hold okay. up it's okay. not a shame hold up i go. do my thing hold up yeah it's off the brain about to pass it to ron he go. gonna drop that ball yes me and adrian both off the top y'all say you easy we got them bops wrote so many rhymes i don't know what to say but i do know one thing these niggas eat hay they some jackasses motherfuckers is weak and they can't fuck with me i just cut off their feet kuta kente niggas been gay i don't know they be putting it on their knees when they going to please whatever they go please it's all good for me i do my thing yeah i rap i got an iphone in the back and i call it the trap or something like that i don't smoke crack but maybe i would if i need to get that if i need to get black then i'll lick the crack uh here we go it's getting a little weird i promise to you not i don't even care uh, this is what i worried about <laughs> this is what i was getting scared about had to put them all in the flurry about wow. had to eat it up like curry about a right dog and i'm up in the house house a right dog and i do got the bounce bounce bouncing like a ball bouncing off the wall ball. hold up like timber they all fall mm. it's all raw like meat <laughs> it's on the wall <laughs> that was a good one. Oh no! Listen, man. Me and Adrian then wrote. We were supposed to put out about three or four albums, which thank God none of them ever came out because they were all. I would say if we did thirty songs, twenty-seven of them were terrible. We had that one. It was pretty yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. I like so. that uh, Flint City Walls. Yeah. That's, that's that one was good. That's a dope one. Raised in the city of Flint, we see shit that'll make the average nigga want quit. Fuck that. And these niggas ready to kill to get the spree off guard for a second. Watch your cap get. 
disappeared. Raised in the city of Flint, we see shit that'll make the average nigga want quit. Fuck that. And these niggas ready to kill to get this grill off guard for a second. Watch your cat get peeled. Yeah, that one was no, good. That's a dumb one. But it took us years to get to the point to do that. So, yeah, you know, that yeah. was... We, we have been <laughs> trying for a long time. <laughs> it sounded like we were trying to make a baby when you just said that. We've been trying for a long time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well. So, but, yeah. Damn. That didn't get too reckless. I was... A little bit. I'm gonna cut out a little bit of that. Okay, I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> Take what you feel needs to be left off. Huh? <laughs> but oh, okay, so um, I don't know if it's always been like this, but whenever I'm at your house, mm. there's always music playing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, and it seems like it's mainly your dad likes to likes to jam a lot. Yeah. Uh, how did that influence you growing up? Like. Was there was that is that true? Like, was it always music playing? Or? Always. This made me think of randomly um, Nicole Holmes. You, mm-hmm. you know Nicole, obviously. But um, me, and her used to talk. This was sophomore year, and she probably if she ever heard this, she would laugh because she used to always come to. My, we would watch um, Family Guy and this show called uh, Clo- Case Closed. Um, that was those are our shows, and my daddy would be like fixing something in the kitchen. This is where we stayed on the north side, and she just used to be laughing like your daddy be in there jamming, like he be in there listening to R. Kelly, which you know that might not be popular for people <laughs> to say now, but um, now nah, he'd be listening to R. Kelly and just like typically then newer stuff, but he'd be in there, you know. Or, Doing his thing, I just let's just call it that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it made that made me think of that because yes, always some music, always some some Stevie Wonder, some dramatic, some uh, Curtis Mayfield in the Impression, Smokey Robinson in the Miracles, some Aaliyah, some TLC, some Adina Howard, Madonna, bedtime stories like. All this music and music I can't even remember the name of, but if I hear the song, you know, Gap Band, Funkadelics, um, uh, what's his name? Is his name uh, George Washington? Not George Washington. George Clinton. George Clinton. I I always call him George. Yeah, that's what I always call him because I always forget his last name. But yes, George Clinton. Um, That like so much music, and even listen to like newer stuff too. Like he would, like he would let me listen to like my Drew Hill, mm-hmm. my Usher. I was gonna like, bring up Drew Hill. Oh man, you know that ain't nothing. <laughs> Drew Hill for me, I'm like number one fan. No, I was gonna say like, one. why should people listen to Drew Hill? Why should people listen to Drew yeah, Hill? Yeah, yeah. What? Kinda... No, no. I want you to let us know. So people who may not even know who, know who Drew, Drew Hill is. is, why should they listen to Drew Hill? Man, okay. So there's this like um. Man, that's one reason right there. Them runs. But I like the way they set up things. They kind of took it from Boys the Man. Like, Boys the Man does this, like, extremely well. They'll have, like, um, uh, I-, I think this is how they typically do it. They might have, like, Sean or uh, uh, I think his name is Nathan. They might have 
uh, those two dudes sing first, or one of them will sing the first verse. Maybe Sean and one of the other ones, like Sean and Nathan, they'll go first verse, second verse, or maybe they'll just do, you know, one of them will do the first verse. And then what they'll do is they'll ramp it up to the dude with the more kind of powerful voice. Not to say that theirs is not, but uh, mm-hmm. Wanya, mm-hmm. like, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Like, Wanya. his voice was just, like, epic. And mm-hmm. so you put him later in the song when the energy is building up, right? And let him come through and like really drive the song home. Mm-hmm. Like um um uh in end of the road is like that. Like I think uh bending knee is like that. A lot of the songs is like that, like and it just kinda adds to the feeling of the song. Mm-hmm. But Drew Hill, they was in the same kind of situation. And to me, um, not that Cisco is better singing than like Wine Ye. But I just think Andrew Hill works, like, not better, but for when I came along, like, that was my group. So, like, if I take the song, like, Beauty, for instance, you know, the first, like, first part of the song, which I think Snow Allegra actually just recently sampled the drum, mm-hmm. um, the drums from the uh, Beauty by Drew Hill. And I, I hear them. They sound just, they sound the same. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same. This literally beauty. Um, I just haven't looked it up. But, so they come on and it's like very calm. And the first dude who sings is Jazz. Now Jazz was like, I believe in high school, he was an opera singer. So he okay. has like a very high pitched voice. Not a lot of like power to it per se. And like, yeah, not too um, gritty or like. Yeah, no like bass and bottom in mm-hmm. and like this raspiness nah it's like smooth clean he can sing he could probably sing better than cisco in mm-hmm. terms of like just overall ability like he he sings and so they play that he jazz does the first verse most of the ad-libs in the first part of the course and then Cisco come in um in the second verse or, or actually like halfway through the first course he'll start ad-libbing and mm-hmm. then he takes that 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 second verse to a, a higher level didn't take much time to think about but I didn't want to move too fast Cause I knew that when I saw you again That I wouldn't want to let you pass Cause my eyes have seen the glory He makes it a little more exciting His voice is a little stronger He's a little more He's a little more of a showman mm-hmm. And that just kind of adds to the feeling And the story that you're trying to tell with the song And they got so many examples of that Like Um they first, I think it was their very first single ever was, um, um, man, I'm, I'm trying to think if that's up. the one about the, the girl cheating? No, 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 not sleeping no. in my bed. Oh, I think okay, that was their second one. Okay. The first one, I could be wrong. I'm not like 100% on it. The first one was, um, tell me, tell, tell me what <laughs> you want. It's that one. And so they, they did that same thing, um. On that one, Cisco come in in that second verse. Candlelights when we're alone. I'm up in your mix if you put me on. That, I mean, <laughs> from that first verse, 
to that one, the way they, the way that they just structured their songs to me was like incredible, and um, and then the 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 uh, the vocal ability on top of that, especially mm-hmm. earlier on, Cisco, like I loved Cisco. I loved jazz. I don't know their names. Like most people only know Cisco is the mm-hmm. Cisco Jazz Woody Nokio. And like Nokio couldn't really sing. He did more like the instrumentation. Exactly. Right? But even the songs that he was singing on, I liked those too. Like that first album, like in to me, like, you know, they're doing R and B and so you're gonna get a lot of love songs, but I liked I liked the the uh, lyrics I didn't think they was like Too they were like corny cheek, like yeah, yeah they they was like they they were like really good and then sleeping in my bed was like a whole different mm-hmm. thing too that that sh- you know that shit was just amazing and so you know that's why I think people should listen to that Drew Hill though man it's just that the vocal performances the arrangements the 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 quality of the music the um the overall quality of the r&b lyrics now like as i got older i'm not like um, the r&b lyrics in my opinion are not the um they're not the the most lyrically you know like well put together mm-hmm. but um there is a, a difference in quality, um, in quality, in my opinion. And you could tell some high quality R and B lyrics, and to me, Drew Hill um, embodied all those things, and they were just cool to me. Like you know, Cisco with his like blonde yeah. hair, and, like I'm like, man, you know, or plat- platinum. Oh, that when he did the platinum, when he um, he did the platinum when he did um, uh, Unleash the Dragon. I think that's when oh, he yeah, did platinum. Yeah. He was blonde. I believe he was blonde for the first two. And then he was his hair was red when they came back and did Drew. Um was it Drew or Order? No, that wasn't was that Drew or I can't remember the name of the third album for some reason. But that album was amazing too. Mm-hmm. Like those first three albums that they had, like, um the first one was just called Drew Hill, I think. Then it was Enter the Drew. And then um I, for for some reason I'm blanking on the third one. But yeah, man. So that's that's what's up. What What about you? What's your I, like R and B? I know uh-huh. I know you like hip hop wise, but R and B like who is it for you? Um, like I love Drew Hill. I don't necessarily think they're the best. They're my favorite group. Like no mm-hmm. competition, hands down. But I don't think they're the you know necessarily the best to ever do it or anything like that. And I'm off, but they're my favorite. R&B. But so like who you for you? What's your like? Not even necessarily influences, but just like your favorite favorite R and B, because that's my thing. I probably, um, I think Jodeci, and I think it. Um, I, I think it has a lot to do. I feel like that's some of the first R and B I just Same. remember. Like, yeah. um, my mom was heavy into bumping Jodeci, so like, I don't know. I even know. I feel like even now, sometimes when I try to sing some shit, I be trying to. Get Do my like Joe seat on, yeah, because I don't know, it just feels good. I when they do that thing, it feels good. It was, I feel like it was a a little more hip hop ish, too. Yeah, like so, it, you know, my foundation is always rap, so anything yeah. that's like it's got those elements in there, and I'm like, hell yeah, I like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, um, 
Jodeci is probably one of my favorites, and 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 um, specifically, um, Diary of a Mad Diary of Mad Band Band Band. Yeah, that album like it just got so much in there that just like brings me to a place and like that good. I feeling. won't waste your time. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jo- jo- no, I fuck with Jodeci. Yeah. I never was like really get crazy into R and B. Like I always was like, I don't want to hear that shit. But um, but like yeah, Jodeci did it in a way where it was like, okay, like, like okay, it's not I'm corny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, I feel like I, I got to check out Drew Hill more because the stuff they had like on like singles and stuff like that. Like, and I know you a, a Drew Hill preacher. Like I honestly, <laughs> I honestly, what I had written down here was. Um, what are you listening to right now, and what and why is it uh, Drew here? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Even though it's actually wrong, I do. Drew Hills will always be in the rotation. I met Keith a mix uh, table Drew Hill like when we was in high school, man. You know, so I'll mm-hmm. throw you together something on Spotify if you need me to. I, right, yeah, but yeah, hook it up, hook it I, up. Yeah, but I, I might just. I mean, I feel like. I should just go through the albums. You can do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can do both, but I feel like I should do that. Though. Yeah. No. There's. I would say over the course of three albums, I'm not including like Cisco's um, independent like releases. Yeah. yeah. Solo releases. Um, his second one, I, <laughs> I didn't do it for me, and it saddens me to say. But between three albums, three Drew Hill albums, those first three, it might be one, two. Can't even skip that one. I used to hate these some songs on the second album. Love them now. Mm -hmm. Like I can listen to that full album without skipping any of the songs. And then the third one might have one. So it might be two or three songs that I had to skip over the 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 span of three albums. That's dope. All right. No, yeah, I just need to go ahead and uh To me it's get amazing. Down. Yeah. Like yeah. I used to know the order of the tracks for every album. Like I knew the order. I'd be like, oh, if you play number ten, you're gonna play this. I don't remember them no more, but like I still remember all the ad I can sing the songs, like I can sing them like mm-hmm. them joints, yeah. So uh, something I just connected, just talking about R&B and influences for me, um, I would say probably more than Jodeci, I'm influenced by like Genuine and what he was doing with Timbaland. Oh, yeah. And uh, That's that Jodeci came camp. camp. I was about to say. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, shit, that's the same camp. Dalvin and, and one of them. And, they, and like Timbaland and Missy yep. Elliott was working with Jodeci and stuff. Yep. They did a lot yeah. of stuff too. They did. They Usher like his first album. I think Dalvin was responsible mm-hmm. for a lot of that. But go ahead, my bad. Oh no, 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 you good. But but no, I was I was heavy like genuine shit. Like yeah, that's Keith albums boy and, too. and that production and all that stuff. And uh, 
I don't know. I used to think I was in love, all that. No, that's yeah. yeah. That, that was probably the most like R and B I like really, really got. It. Sitting, thinking about the times we shared. Now I'm feeling down, cause you're never there. Crawling constantly, blowing up your phone, wondering if you're ever coming home. That makes sense too. That makes sense. Like I feel like that fits you. Like it. It was. It was um, more of a break from like the more traditional R and B. It was definitely. definitely more. I guess not necessarily more creative, but just more. It had its own feel and sound. Mm-hmm. And I think that fits you a little more than like a you know even even Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely more than like a Drew Hill or Boys to Men, like mm-hmm. those types of uh, groups, or a Jagged Edge or a One Twelve, any of those people. I, yeah, I, I I get into. Uh, I guess I I guess I did have some R and B that I was getting down with. Cause One Twelve shit I was fucking with. It's Flint. Uh, I have some Jagged Edge shit I was uh, fucking with too. And you're not gonna get out of Flint without. Yeah, those without basic R and B like mm-hmm. nobody's getting out of here without that. Like, you gotta you gotta know learn how to two step. You, you know gotta I mean? learn how to two step that good old Flint two step. Uh-huh. People, you know and them dances. Uh. Oh man, them dances. You did you ever go to any of the teen clubs? Like hell no. Uh, yeah, I lived by the one. One was behind my house. I don't, I don't think I ever went to that. I didn't like I ain't going to them clubs. People in there acting crazy. I'm like I'm. Straight. I think I might have went like Sub Zero. I've been. I used to but. go to Sub Zero. I remember I walked in the, uh, it's a trailer park right next to Sub-Zero. And instead of going into Sub-Zero, because I didn't want to pay to get in. And, and like, I would walk around with my homeboys in the trailer park. And police would stop us. And, like, it's funny stories. But, yeah, man. But something you said, I just want to touch on this. Like, you was like, um, you know, hip-hop was your foundation. Mine ended up having to be R&B. Because my mama wouldn't even let me listen to rap. Oh, like, for real? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why. That's like uh, a large reason as to why, like, I ended up really loving R and B. I mean, I loved it anyway. Like, I liked the, uh, you know, like the Usher, like My Way. Like, I love that album. That was my first album I ever had. That my daddy bought it for me. The first album I ever bought was one. It was a Drew Hill album. They first album. But yeah, that's why. Like my mama was like, "No, you ain't listening to that here. None of that cussing." Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> ain't even be cool at school. I gotta come in talking about Drew Hill, which to me, you know, I was happy with that. But <coughs> this explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I love my R&B though, man. Like people get in the car with me. Especially in high school, that's what I'm gonna listen to. Yeah, because you be because you R and B. This will be the situation. You ever ride with Ron? I don't it care who get in Ron my car. And four dudes. We listen to R and B. Rolling, he listens to some, and we just like we oh. listen to the Sweet Love by One Twelve. We gonna listen to some some Gotta Be by Jagged Edge, some Drew Hill, some Usher. We listening to some R and B, and it's likely gonna be a slow jam. And you know that's that's is what it is. Nothing else. It, my music situation was always just no filter at all. Like it was just yeah. I was hearing and listening to everything, like all the shit. Yeah. 
and that's why I got a potty mouth. Um, Did your dad have a cam too? Like he listened to everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know. I feel like everything's out there. And then yeah, when he has questions, I can have conversations with him about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And and also, it's not like he walking around cussing and stuff like that. He still knows like like you gotta you can't be yeah. in school wilding. <laughs> yeah, you can't be out here. Acting foolish. Yeah. No, I think I know you're about to move on. I just wanted to say oh, no, something no. about like my dad. Like I actually in my um statement of purpose for my PhD program, I wrote about um how music kind of shaped some of the things that I became interested in academically. Mm-hmm. And it and it was a big thing. It was like, you know, being with my dad. Like, because my daddy's damn near 70 now, mm-hmm. like, you know, he was listening to the Temptations and all that stuff. And them people, them niggas used to be wild and they, like, they that's why I ain't had, most of them, baby dead. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, talking about their stories and talking about the lyrics, because especially with, like, a lot of the soul music, when I listen to, like, Curtis Mayfield, for instance, or, like, a Marvin Gaye, like, the... You know, like you can't put them in, in, in some of the things they do. Yeah, you can be like, oh, yeah, I would put that in R and B, but I would say it's more. It was more so, mostly like, um, you know, soul music mm-hmm. for whatever, for whatever, however much those labels are worth, right? Mm-hmm. And so the 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 lyrics were just a little more, uh, a little more, subst- what's the word I'm looking substantial? for? Substantial. Substantial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the word I was gonna say, but that's close okay. enough. And um, PhD. That, well, you know, struggling still <laughs> over here. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, with Curtis Mayfield, you know, keep on pushing. For instance, like you know that 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 right there is like when you sit down and have a conversation about those lyrics. It's like so that's that got me prepped in my opinion for rap. Because and that made me focus like heavily on those like lyrics. Like, what are these people talking about? Like, what does it do? Like, soul wise, does it? Does it? What does it make me feel? Does it help me contend with the mess of life? Right? Like, like a Curtis Mayfield, keep on pushing. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's that, that was, important. That was a question I had uh, written down as well. Just like kind of how did. The music you listen to coming up influence like what you like and rap like what you ended up um gravitating towards yeah that's um, an excellent question too you should ask everybody that if you don't already that's an amazing question all right I'm, if you say like that one. <laughs> but yeah like the the conversations about the lyrics and the um even some to some degree the the background of the artist um like played a role but like that heavy heavy especially like i said with that earlier music like stevie Wonder is another great great example these dudes lyrics were like crazy you know some of them they was again more so r&b but the lyrics to me they were just more they were better crafted mm-hmm. to some degree i'm not trying to necessarily fully romanticize that time period but to me 
the it the the effort seemed to be more genuine it was more so to some degree about the music mm-hmm. and so when i started listening to rap that's what i would look for like you know then you get to somebody like a lupe fiasco for instance mm-hmm. who is like like killing the game with the lyrics like with um mean and vicious i don't know if you remember that yeah. song yeah I, so that's one uh lupe fiasco's mixtapes are some of the only mixtapes i listen to on the regular still yeah like, mixtapes another mm-hmm. like but yeah mean and mean and vicious yeah the, the thing he did on that song is just crazy like to to talk about the, like the what second he's talk- person. Yeah, and then bringing it all back together like with the same Lincoln Barrel from something I forgot oh, exactly oh, he, from he, the first verse. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like he he did some scientist mad scientist shit on that song, and 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 that was one thing like very unique when Lupe mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, he would do these very long, like. I don't know what you call it. Like, is it a metaphor? Or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever. These extended metaphors. Yeah, very extended. Like, yeah. you you think, okay, he's already moved down on. No, this shit's yeah, still, still connecting. That. He's still connecting. But that, and that's how he got to, let's say, The Cool. Like, mm-hmm. that song, to me, that's one of the greatest songs ever written. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing to say, mm-hmm. right? Not so much because of the musicality, because it's not really a musical song. It's mm-hmm. a loop. It's probably, I think it's probably like a two or four bar loop, mm-hmm. drum beat. But the atmosphere that that beat yeah. provides for what he then turns around and raps about. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> stupid. He came back in the same suit that he was buried in, similar to the one his grandfather was married in. Yes, he was still fresh to death, blamed to it rings and chain laying on his chest. He still had it because they yeah. couldn't find it. And the bullets from yeah. his enemies. But yeah, like, so you know, you, you, like when you're younger, you might try to listen to what everybody else listening mm-hmm. to. Like, you know, when I started listening to rap, and this is, I mean, DMX is dope. So he was around when I first kind of started listening. But I got lucky, too. When I actually really started listening to rap, like, I also was interested in, like, punchlines. I like the creativity mm-hmm. of, like, punchlines. So, like, my first kind of, like, probably, like, really favorite rapper was Fabulous. Like, yeah. I love Ghetto Fabulous. Like, it's in my classic collection, right? Like, yeah. to me, Ghetto Fabulous is a classic. Um, Like, a personal classic at the very least. But, like, just that type of ability to take these words and make them do things that a normal or like an everyday person wouldn't be able to do and that's how like came to joe button too same thing Mm -hmm. like to me joe button is like at what he does and this is why he's one of my like favorite rappers ever to me he's a great because i don't think there's there's nobody that i would put above joe button in terms of doing what i believe he's good at Yeah. yeah nobody like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody that could even come close to what Joe Button does um, or did since he retired. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing now. But, like, that kind of, like, vulnerable, self-reflective, like, rap, I, I, I haven't heard anybody do it better. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Damn. Like, you heard it here, folks. 
<laughs> nobody. That's not a popular opinion, I'm sure, but. Oh, no, it's not, but. <laughs> you say, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> but that's because, uh, honestly, it's probably because most people haven't even listened to Joe Button. No, they so, know Pump It Up. Yeah. They'd be like, so hey, you need like, to pump it up, nigga. Pump it up. Like, no. Nah. Even on that album, though, he had, it's two specific songs, like, and I can even put three in there. He had 10 minutes. And if you don't know what these songs are, you got to go listen to them. 10 minutes is literally, you just rap for 10 minutes. <laughs> but it's somebody. Man, 10 minutes. And then he had a song, Calm Down, about him like being addicted to drugs and his mom like trying to help him work through all that. It's like a, you know, it's just this dark, honest song you know and i i think those are the songs to me those are the most important songs that an artist can make you mm -hmm. know not not excluding like fun tracks like you need that type of thing too but to me you need something that allows people to to kind of turn that mirror on themselves and like look back at themselves to me that's like what the best artists have done throughout you know time like those are the ones that stand the test of time the people who can provide you with something that kind of does something to your soul which is why i love big crit mm -hmm. yeah big we Chris just had a conversation about, about that him, not yeah. too long ago about what he does and how that's yeah. kind of lacking mm -hmm. um in the current atmosphere of rap yep i don't think anybody does this Big Crat, Big Crit, Big Crat, Big Crit has this very, it's a very like human approach to rap. Like, like he can talk about a specific situation. Let's say they got us, for instance, that song. It's either they got us or got us. And, you know, he talks about like, you know, I think the first one is about a drug dealer. Then you talk about a stripper, and then you talk about somebody who end up, uh, like, basically, like, a player dude end up giving this girl, like, AIDS or something. And he talks about each one of these people in a way that is so, like, literally human. He not glorifying it. He not mm -hmm. talking down on it. It's literally, like, this is the life of this person. This is what happens mm -hmm. here. And then he moves on. Girl that he claimed never cared for sex, so he slept on her, crept on her. Sometimes he even pushed a dime and he stepped on her. One of his cutty buddies called him and he got him free. Say she had a check up and she got HIV. And that to me is just like, that's, that takes something yeah. that, you know, you gotta have those types of things. Like, especially now with so much like craziness you gotta have those people who have looked at themselves in the mirror realized that they ain't perfect mm -hmm. and realize that there's parts of them that are good parts of them that are bad parts of them that are fun parts of them that are boring mundane all these things and then has confronted all that and put us in the name music mm -hmm. so you can turn around and do the same thing like big crit does that so well but anyway I digress. No, yeah, no, that's no, great. No, that's that one. Yeah. Shit. Um, I know we can talk for like yeah. three more hours, so uh shit. I gotta wrap it up. Uh, uh we can talk I'm a I'm uh ask one more question, then we okay. can rap one more time. All right. End it with it. a end it with a rap. Yeah. 
Um, who are your top five lyricists? Ooh, I know, know that's a rotating door. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, this on, probably you know what I mean? depends. Mm-hmm. Um, I go with my first first people I started thinking about. Um, Royce the Fine Nine. Mm-hmm. Should I just go straight or should I try to explain why I think these? I'll make it quick. Why yeah, I think quick these. Quick Royce the Fine Nine, cleverness. Mm-hmm. Some of them most clever lines I've ever heard. Not not always it's not always introspective. It's not always, you know, some of the things that I really, really do enjoy in lyrics, but it's clever. Mm-hmm. It's stuff. I'll be like, man, I ain't never I would never think to say nothing like that. Like he got this song, it's called um Which is Cool. That shit is the most clever song. Have you ever heard Which is Cool? No. Nah. Man, you gotta go listen to Which is Cool. It's just it's just super cool. It's just like a it's super clever and same thing with like uh, make them wait or let them wait. I forgot, it. but that's why Royce is up there. <clears throat> Joe Button, like I said earlier, I think um, when it comes to that personal, introspective, um, long form rap, um, I think it's hard to be Joe Button at that. Um, I, I, I um. I gotta put Black Thought. Black Thought, like for everybody who's a like a hardcore Black Thought fan, I'm saying this as not some not not somebody who's listened to everything Black Thought has put out, but as somebody who's heard Black Thought and been like, this nigga crazy. Like fucking raps. Like he he is the definition. Raps. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like that's that's why he's in there. I listen to him and I can recognize him. Like this man gets busy, right? So that's why Black Thought's in there. He just got some stuff, man. He just does his thing. That's three. Um, Nas and Az are like in this legacy category, so I ain't mm-hmm. gonna talk about them. Um, who else got? Who else? The, uh, Lupe Fiasco. Mm-hmm. I was waiting. Lupe Fiasco is definitely in there. Um, Lupe Fiasco for different reasons. One, um, I like his concepts. Mm-hmm. Like The Cool, for instance. Just mm-hmm. The song and the entire album. Uh, Gotta Eat, for instance, is the, yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Pins and the Needles. That's crazy. The experiment on that uh on the mixtape where he's going through the different uh, rap styles. Um, I don't know if it's that one. It's the it's the the Paul Wall not Paul Wall. It's the Slim yeah, Thug like beat. That yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which no no no. He was switching up. I like yeah yeah, yeah yeah. That's what it is. He's he's switching. Yeah, he's, switching he's going up back and forth between uh, those. But then he also switches up styles a little bit too, because he'll 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 do a section where he's like. Range, 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 definitely a great um so that's four right yeah Royce black fog lupe um uh, and joe i'm gonna have to 
round it out with um man this is so tough i'm about to round it out with uh with jada i'm about to round it uh, out I, with jada I, kiss um, i definitely had to round came, it out with jada i definitely had to come back to jada after that uh verse that ver- like, like i needed the reminder because like everybody know like everybody know but sometimes you need a reminder and he fucking reminded everybody like yo like i does this too like yeah, y'all like don't fucking forget don't get it twisted yeah i'm dangerous <laughs> you, you ain't familiar i don't care who shot you because they ain't kill you bars the worst play of a son of a bitch these niggas is decent but ain't none of them MTV, y'all know I'll punish the list. Niggas jury are fake and ain't none of them rich. Notice they keep watching them. No stopping them. V-neck, crush linen, sway, Louis Moccasin. Won't dry up because it don't buy up. Cashmere sweats with the Gucci tie-ups. Yeah, like, Overlooking the city, my nigga. I'll no, he is. I, like, I remember listening to like, my next door neighbor. He used to like really be in the rap. And, and my brother Jamal, like he used to really be in the rap too. And like... This man just, I can't even explain Jada Kiss. It's just like, man, this, this nigga just is good. Yeah. Like, there's no other Sick. way to really explain it. It's like, dude, you know, you just cold with it, man. So, I would say those are my five. And, yeah. I, I want to hear yours, too. And I want to hear your explanation. But uh, I don't know how much time we got. Uh, all right. I I hate doing these actually. Like, uh, yeah, like, it's hard. It's fine for me to ask you, but I because <laughs> like I said before, you even answer. It's a revolving door. Yeah, like, yeah. It depends on the mood. It, I don't know. It depends on a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, but who's always probably gonna be in there is Andre Three Thousand. Yeah, like, of course. I'm, I'm of course, of course. Crazy, Outcast fan. Yeah. Andre Three Thousand, and I think um, yep. my reason why I, I just. Just like how you say with Joe Button, like what he does, like nobody, nobody else does, does it better. Yeah, no, nobody can do it, and no one can. I agree. Yeah, if they try, it can't do it to that level. Very, um, I think very reflect reflective. Since the beginning of time up to the present of now, there are beauty shop players, also intelligent clowns. Got their blue cuts with brown, who they grind in the ground. It's the sound that's created when we get up to get down. Stimulate my E-man, generation with exact generation of stanky life. It can't be right, but we laugh to keep from crying. Sigh. All right, so I said Andre. Andre. I'd say Lupe Fiasco as well. Okay. All the reasons you said. Yeah. Um, I would say how imaginative he is. Yeah, that's a good like, one too. Yeah. yeah, like he's he just, like it's the same thing you said, concept. The concepts yeah. he comes up with. Um. I agree. Very much like when he came out to like it was just a good I don't know, like for where I was at at the time too, just having someone seeing like a, a black dude just being like kind of free. Yeah. 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 Um it's dope. It was yeah. refreshing. Super refreshing. I agree. Um I don't like this shit. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Cause I can easily switch out some of the people that oh, are yeah, named. Easily. There's just so many people, so, so many, many influences, so yeah. much amazingness that people do. And sometimes you forget about. But just this tell shit me too. some other people yeah, you yeah, think yeah, is yeah, dope. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, most stuff keep popping up. Yeah. Um, this is tough. Yeah, like I think I think most stuff 
is very human, like you were saying. Yeah. Like, I think he's probably the person I go to for that, for that yeah. feeling really human, really yeah. level with the people. Mm-hmm. I feel like he... He's like well, that for, artist mm-hmm. that... Yeah, he's he that artist that. dude, and he, and he just... And he loves people. It's like it's very evident and obvious that he loves people, just wants to connect with people, yeah. just wants to be an artist. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck about all that other that, shit. Yeah. Um, and he's just cold, too. Like, he just... That part. He, yeah. So, yeah. He's nice. Steph, super nice with it. Life is fantastic, beautiful and tragic, plain, classic. Long as I'm alive, I'ma never stop rapping. It's honest work for honest bastards. Made a Manhattan, raised out of Brooklyn. It ain't shit that you could do but keep looking. Shook, cause they all cooks. My hands keep um, clean, even all. Probably have to say Black Thought too. Like I was waiting on you like to say I, I, I know always, you love the roost. You yeah, kind of yeah. put me on the roost, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I yeah, like when I yeah. found out about the roost, I went crazy. I was like, what? Like there's a like I I I probably to this day wouldn't be in bands if it wasn't for like wouldn't be in a band if it wasn't for, for the roots and seeing that example and be yeah. like, Okay, I can rap in a band. Like I can do that. Oh, dope. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's always been like in my head. Like, if I do it, I should do it this way. I should um, yeah. have that. Um, yeah, when I found out about them, I just went back and listened to all their albums. Like, I gotta, I gotta. I still be meaning to do understand that. Understand it. Roots. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so definitely Black Thought. And I got one more. Mm-hmm. Um,. I usually I gotta I gotta throw Nas in like um, when Nas does what I like that he does like yes it's so fucking good yeah. like the visuals the also cleverness yeah. um, that you brought up um, like just little lines too like. Using my tongue to tear the skin hanging off the roof of my mouth. Um, just like. Yeah. That's a big, one of the most important things to me is like, if I hear it, can I Visualize see it? it. Yep. And he's, he's got some shit that you can visualize. Mm-hmm. And Undying Love. Oh, man. That um, song is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I remember when I first heard that, and I just kept playing it back. And I can see it. Nuts. Like, I can see this fucking story. Yep. Like, straight up see it. And it's like, yo. That's extremely wild. important. That's how. I, that's why I bring up the cool so much. Because mm-hmm. you can see the it. The vividness of you that. You can see it. Yeah. 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 If so, if you made it this far, <laughs> listen to the cool and listen to Undying Love. If you want to see some love. see some stories, I forgot about Undying. I haven't heard stories. Undying Love in so long. Yeah. I was, you it's, know, it's I listen, wild. Yeah, I used to listen to that and be like, "Did this actually? Did this happen? He <laughs> <laughs> really? This is crazy." Because all rappers tell the truth all the time. That <laughs> James. Yeah, that was an amazing song, though. All right, uh, I'm about to pause real quick to find a beat. All right, there we go. Uh-huh. We're gonna hit y'all with the same, same beat. Okay. Told me not to waste the beat. Yeah, I told him, yeah, not on me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh. I, I told them, don't waste no beat on me. They don't need to hear none of this bullshit I'm spewing. But this is how this nigga rap. I am the best. Ain't nobody that can get that. I'm cold blooded. Kill it, flood it, rotch, wrist. Everybody know it. They love me. OG Ron C. I'm the motherfucking king of this beat right here. I'ma tell them I'm the truth. Let's make that clear. I might get drunk. I might drink beer. Nah, really. I hate that type of shit. But you motherfuckers can suck my dick. I don't know why. But it's all good. I still flow. And I ain't from the hood. But don't get it misunderstood or twisted at all. I'm the motherfucking best bitch. Suck my balls. Lick my taint. You can't fuck with the G. I'm the motherfucking truth. And that's on me. Go. <laughs> I gotta go after that. I gotta go after that. Hope it don't snow after that. Hope I don't have to go to another show after that. Hope I don't have to stack up dough after that. Cause he getting all the fans, getting all the stands, all up in the stands, putting up their hands. And they be riding around like Lance Armstrong. One nut gone, a right up in this thing, and I'm bringing it home. Hold up, the rhymes get flown. I'm back in the zone. Hold up, they pulling out chrome, putting it straight to your dome. Hold up, I gotta go. I don't want none of that. I don't want no heat, want no slap. A right came back, watching Ratatouille with my homeboy Matt. <laughs> then we go over there and play Kit Kat. What's Kit Kat? I ain't with that. Sit back, hold up, had to flip that. Hold up, had to tip that. Still tipping, still flipping. Watch the flow, it's still dripping. Mm. Out the faucet, mm. you thought I lost it. You oh. was playing Lacoste like you was a boss, but you was on some whack shit. Yep. Now I'm back. Y'all motherfuckers should have went to practice. Yes, see, this is why I stopped rapping. I just gave up. He got. <laughs> He got so much better than me, so fast. I was like, what's the point? I'm just gonna go be an engineer. Just do some audio engineering. Maybe make some so, beats. So yeah, I influenced this dude to get into audio engineering. We're gonna end it on that. Yep. Cause I'm too cold. Ah. That was. Yo, everybody in the club getting chips. What? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, everybody in the club getting chips. Y'all want some chips? Shit!